Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is Tuesday, November 1st of 2022, and today we have the joy of celebrating the solemnity of all saints. Today's gospel comes to us from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven." Well, today, November 1st, we're blessed with the opportunity to celebrate our annual solemnity of all saints. Now, this solemnity itself is is very old. It goes back at least to the 700s. Since during the reign of Pope Gregory III, it was on November 1st that an oratory, like a small chapel, was established within St. Peter's Basilica. Now, this oratory was filled with relics, as the historical records say, of the Holy Apostles, and of all saints, martyrs, and confessors, and of all the just made perfect who are at rest throughout the world. So again, November 1st, this oratory with all these relics, all these pieces of bone or things that the saints used in their lives, was established in St. Peter's Basilica. And since then, November 1st has always been this day dedicated to the memory of all the saints. Now, we all probably have our favorite saints, There's probably particular intercessors that we like to think of to pray for when we need things. That's a very good thing. But when it comes particularly to this feast, there is a question. It's a question that St. Bernard of Clairvaux raises in an old homily. He asks the question, Why should our celebration of this feast day mean anything to the saints? What do they care about earthly honors when their Heavenly Father honors them? The saints have no need of honor from us. Neither does our devotion add the slightest to what is theirs. Clearly, if we venerate the saints, it serves us, not them. Now, it's important. St. Bernard isn't diminishing the importance of the saints, but he's raising a legitimate question. It's great that they're saints. It's great that we have a feast day, a solemnity, to celebrate all of them. But when we think of them... When we ask their intercession, it's not like it makes them feel good. I mean, they're already in heaven. They're perfectly happy. When we do these things, rather, what we're really doing is helping ourselves. Helping ourselves get to heaven. And this is because the saints are an excellent model for us. So today, let's let's consider just how the saints can help us to become like them. How they can help us get to heaven. And we can consider this in just three short points. First... How being a saint, how being holy, means becoming more fully who we are. 
Second, that the saints remind us that no matter what problem or failing what we might have, no matter what defect, the saints can give us an example of faithfulness to God. And third, the saints teach us how to live joy-filled lives. So again, first, holiness makes us more ourselves. Secondly, we have examples in our times of trial. And third, they teach us about joy. So first, and this is important, the lives in the saints, we see that holiness doesn't destroy their personalities. On the contrary, when we want to find somebody who is fully themselves, we find an example in the saints. Sinfulness tends to bulldoze our personalities. Sins tend to make all people the same, kind of leveling out the differences, because it reduces men and women to what they desire. For example, think of people who are greedy or people who are lustful, that are always thinking about the same thing, money, pleasures of the flesh. In the end, aren't they all just kind of the same? Is there really that much difference between one greedy person and another, one lustful person and another? What we can say is, as one author wrote, sin drains the color out of men and women, and it places it with the common color of sin. All sinners look less like themselves and more like one another. However, saints, saints are intensely themselves. And this makes sense because God created all of us as individuals. All of us are something special. I mean, we know that. But when we grow in holiness, we grow closer to God. And the closer we are to God, the God who created us, the closer we become to that perfect individual he created us to be. Again, this, however, is a challenge. The saints are made they're not born. They have their struggles. For instance, St. Luis Orioni, an Italian priest, was known for his vicious temper. In the early days of his congregation, when they were just starting their religious order, his brothers would pray whenever he would go to meet a bishop. Right? He would say goodbye to them. Okay, I have to go see the bishop. And immediately the brothers would go to the chapel to pray. Because their concern was, if Orioni would get angry, they knew what his temper was like. He would start shouting and cause problems for them all. And yet, with time and grace, Orione was able to overcome his temper. This leads us to our second point. You know, we can say, well, maybe I have a particular problem, or maybe I live in a difficult situation. There's a saint for that. Not just in the sense that there's probably a patron saint of that difficulty, because we have patron saints for everyone, but in the real sense that there's probably a saint who suffered through that same difficulty. A saint who experienced that problem but overcame it with God's grace. For instance, in Venerable Michael Talbot, an unskilled Irish laborer, we have an example of someone who struggled with alcoholism. St. Benedict Joseph Labray was homeless. St. Bernadette and St. Faustina had great troubles in school. And a great number of saints suffered from health problems. And yet through it all, God gave them the grace they needed to come through. And even better, there's a great secret to holiness. And it's this, God wants us to become saints too. He wants us to get to heaven with him. And so he'll give us everything we need because he knows how helpless and how weak we are. All we have to do is put in our effort. We need to try to be the best husband or wife, the best student, the best religious, the best child that we can be. And he'll give us all the graces we need. 
Thirdly, the saints are an example of overwhelming joy, even in the midst of difficulties. The English author G.K. Chesterton said that joy, which was the small publicity of the pagan, is the giant secret of the Christian. The secret of the Christian is joy. And in his apostolic exhortation, The Joy of the Gospel, Pro Francis wrote that joy always endures. Because it is born of our personal certainty that when everything is said and done, we are infinitely loved. We're infinitely loved by a God who, as the Easter exalted proclaims, to ransom a slave gave away his son. Now the lives of the saints bear witness to this perennial truth. For instance, as St. Gabriel Presenti lay dying in the midst of sufferings from tuberculosis, he would write to his father to say, My life is one of unending joy. Joy also is the source of the apostolic witness of so many saints. Right? As St. Teresa of Calcutta said, Joy is a net of love by which we catch souls. This is because saints see everything in perspective. The only real sorrow, the only thing that really can make us sad in life, is sin. And if they sin, the saints just run to ask for forgiveness. So today, the gospel gives us the path to holiness. We need to follow the Beatitudes. And that means to follow our Lord Jesus Christ. A French Catholic author once said that the only tragedy in life is not to become a saint. The only tragedy in life is not to become a saint. We can ask ourselves, do we really want to be saints? Are we really trying to strive like they did? A question that changed the life of St. Madeleine Sophie Barat was when her brother, a priest, asked her, can you be satisfied with mediocrity when heroism is within your grasp? Can we be satisfied with mediocrity when heroism is within our grasp, when we can become saints? So let's ask today through the intercession of Mary, known as the Queen of all saints, and through the intercession of all the angels and saints in heaven, for the grace to live holy lives, so that we can live eternally with God and with them in heaven.